Buys Mag podcast launched by Business Strategy e-magazine and Le Strategic Advisors. Myself, Dr. Vanita Agarwal, hosting this show today. I would request all my audience to please subscribe this channel with the link is given below this video. Our today's podcast guests are Alexis and Justin Black. Welcome Alexis and Justin to our show. We are pleased and honored to have you both youngsters yet revolutionary leaders in your own sense on this podcast. So I will introduce both of these young leaders to my audience. Thank you so much for having us today. Sorry, we were on mute. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, so I'm, I'm now introducing Justin Black. He created the Rising Over Societal Expectations Empowerment Group. Uh, in short, it is known as Rose Group with a close vision close the information gap for today's generation of black and brown young adults after his experiences as a black male in the foster care system. He has also developed policy recommendations while working with the National Black Child Development Institute, resulting in a publication titled The State of the Black Child Report Card, Washington State. Black studied urban and community development, as well as a political and economic philosophy in the countries such as Rwanda, Uganda, Senegal, and South Korea. In his spare time, Justin loves watching sports and enjoys hot wings. And we have along with him, his partner, Alexis Black, who is a proud foster care alumni. She founded the scholarship Be Expert, where she authored the scholarship blueprint book and workbook along with an online course to assist students in graduating from college debt-free. She's also a foster care advocate working for the National Youth and Transition Database Reviewer. Alexis helps fundraise for programs supporting foster youth such as Hope PK Packages, the Satya Scholars Program, the Soro Foundation. She studied abroad eight times during her undergraduate career in countries such as Hong Kong, South Korea, and South Africa. She also co-developed two study abroad programs, and she aspires to be a positive example for foster youth. Both of them have co-authored a book called Redefining Normal. So welcome, Alexis and Justin, once thank more. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for the introduction, and thank you for having us on the podcast. So uh, I would ask you first question. I have definitely narrated your biography, but I would like each of you to please tell something more about your work and about the book to our audience. Yeah, of course. So, uh, so much of what we do is grounded and based upon shaping people's identity, shape, helping them shape the narrative for themselves in their life as they go on and become young adults, mature adults, and the, the characteristics and culture they pass down to the next generation. Uh, we grew up uh, in unique <laughs> uh, circumstances as foster care alumni, and growing through that process, we had to kind of figure things out on our own and go through the process of unlearning and relearning. And though we went through, we uh, came in contact with people who were there to love us and support us and help us get to the next stage, it was kind of on us to kind of build that 
that culture and dynamic that we wanted that something that would be conducive for ourselves and for the next generation of our and our children and those around us. And as we came together, we had to kind of figure it out to, uh, as a couple, you know, how does this look as far as what we'll build and, and trauma and everything. And even now business partners, how do we uh, figure out marriage and business together? How do we go forward in both of those areas and not go forward in one and backward in the other? So figuring that out, but that really came us, that really brought us to the idea of redefining normal. And so much of that has to do with our personal experiences in our lives that we want to share with other people, but uh, give a challenge to other people to redefine their normal as well. So the idea of that is everybody's normal is made up of their family influence, their culture, their community and societal expectations. So we want to challenge people to create a, a environment that's conducive for themselves and, their, and the, their children's children and the next generation and do something that is beyond just the simple expectations that was placed upon them. Because for us, you know, those expectations and culture wasn't always positive and healthy. So there's always tweaking that needs to be done and always redefining in one area or another that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, Alexis, would you like to add something to that? Yeah, I think uh, Justin did a great job on um, capturing most of the work that we do but uh, largely we try to be examples to especially other foster youth, other individuals who've gone through trauma and are constantly working to redefine their future and building a future that they may not have an example of what that looks like around them. Uh, and that could be, you don't necessarily have to experience trauma or other things like that, but a lot of times individuals are trying to set themselves on a pathway that's different than their family culture and um, what they're seeing in their, in their society. So um, just trying to encourage and motivate as much as possible. That's a very noble uh, cause you are, uh, you know, pursuing and being fostered uh, kids yourself, you understand those kind of situations which foster kids go through and to, you know, or to help them is, is one of the most noble cause uh, you are doing. All the best wishes to both of you and, uh, you know, personally, I feel that may God bless you to, to continue with this and uh, you be together like solid rock. Uh, forever <laughs> yeah so uh, will you like to talk something more like i was seeing that this book has been listed as uh, number one amazon bestseller in the three categories so which are those three categories uh it was uh parenting and family social work was social one. work and i think it was social justice was another one Okay, great. And there were a few uh, projects of yours which were listed. So would you like to tell about these projects of yours one by one? There are several, I, I saw there are several projects. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot going on at all times, really. I mean, we have our book, uh, Redefining Normal, where the full title is uh, Redefining Normal, How to Foster Kids, Beat the Odds and Discover Healing, Happiness and Love. And with that, uh, since November, when we launched, we sold over 6,000 copies. We are self-published and we won seven book awards. Then we have the Rose from Concrete podcast, where you can see it over my shoulder, uh, where it's primarily Justin uh, 
you know, talking about all the things and the topics that we just mentioned. And we have an audiobook coming out, workbooks coming out, and several other things in the pipeline that we are working on right now. Mm -hmm. And then we also developed an internship program. Uh, it's a pretty rigorous program uh, where now I think we've, we're on our fourth cohort and we've had over 20 students. So well, we're trying to help students who don't necessarily have a lot of experience gain that experience so that they can feel more confident moving forward into that next position. So how do you, uh, you know, make sure that your work outreaches the right kind of people so that more and more uh, students or interns or uh, youngsters can take help? Yeah, I think a lot of it is building our ideal avatar or building who is it that we primarily want to focus on and say our primary, our primary target market may be foster youth but I don't want to target them in the way that they would have to pay for the services. So we have to now go after the individuals who would be willing and open to facilitate or to pay for the services that we offer. So we then go to the support community. And so we make sure that uh, we're, we're making every relationship mutually beneficial and that we're reaching out and building collaborations because that's really what we feel strongly about is collaborations, not necessarily one-sided of, what can, um, what can we get from this, but what can we do to serve you and help all around? Definitely, definitely. Collaborations are a way to go ahead because I can understand that funding would be an issue uh, for two foster kids coming up with such wonderful programs. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I would ask you how, it, how challenging it is to start new projects and new companies. Well, I mean, it, it could take a lot, definitely. It takes a lot doing this on 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 our own. But one of the biggest things, most the, one of the best things about this this process is just being able to learn so much that you never thought you'd be able to learn before. Oh, okay. God bless. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> But one of the things we've been able to do is just be able to learn so much that, from this process that, you know, a lot of times, either in school or in the educational setting, you don't really learn this type, this type of stuff, you know, even if you have a, some type of business degree or entrepreneurship degree, you know, you don't really learn this hands-on stuff that we learn as you are operating the business, as you're doing the research on your target markets, as you're interacting with people, having negotiations, conversations you're building products and services you're you're in the field doing the work there's a lot of things that you don't learn and it's been an amazing blessing that we've been able to actually learn these things and that we've been able to to be in the field and make the collaborations and partnerships and make it happen um even though that is one of the best things it's also one of the toughest things because you don't know at what level do you need to get someone else involved do you need to okay i can't do this much i need to relying on someone else because as an entrepreneur, you think you could do everything a lot of times. And when you're self-taught, we think we can rely on ourselves for everything, but we need to better understand how we can get other people involved. And that's why we're looking for team members now. And we're looking for uh, those important roles to feel like we need to understand, like we need lawyers now. We need, um, you know, certain people who are around us who can support us in certain ways and other people who see our vision. So uh, just, along with the ups and the happiness and the good side of business and entrepreneurship comes the, the, the real uh, life things that you need to deal with, with 
you know, businesses beyond myself and Alexis, and we need to develop an entire team of people who can be on board and, and have our vision and, you know, getting those legal things together and contracts and paperwork and all that good stuff. Uh, you are on the right path uh, because yesterday only I was talking on, uh, you know, different leadership models of being an entrepreneur. And the model that you are talking of is transformational leadership, where you delegate part of duties to one of the team members and each team member becomes responsible for that. For example, you are talking about you need lawyers. So you may be needing one team member who looks after the legal work so that you can focus on the core idea and be, uh, you know, you keep developing that core business, the central part of your uh, project. Absolutely. So that is the right yeah. path. I was, I was just going to say it's focusing on what it is that we're good at and delegating what it is that we're not necessarily the best at so that we can make sure that focus on that core function you were mentioning. Yeah. So being entrepreneur, you are like, a, you know, controlling everything from the top concept is there, but you are giving those strings to somebody else to fulfill that particular role. Uh, very nice. Yeah. That's, that's the latest uh, leadership model, you know, which uh, startups are adopting nowadays. Mm -hmm. Some other obstacles which you would like to mention as being entrepreneurs of uh, a starting a startup. Yeah, I would say also um, just basic business practices like contracts. We're in a bit of a interesting situation with contracts right now um, because we we were doing verbal agreements where we didn't necessarily have uh, contractual written agreements. So that's why we're needing to <clears throat> bring in lawyers into this, um, into different situations. So it's, it's live and learn, but I'd rather be at this stage of our company and live and learn versus maybe a couple of years from now where we're dealing with potentially millions. So, uh, so I guess it's, uh, it's a, it's a live and learn type of situation, but, um, but really, you know, uh, dealing with basic business concepts like contracts and making sure that even if it's family or friends of family, that you are still getting things in writing. And, and what is a, uh, what is the most pleasing experience out of these works that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, definitely my favorite part of this whole entire process has been creating an internship program. Uh, just because we get to watch other people grow and learn in the different positions that we create mm -hmm. and how that is supporting them in their next position and making sure that they're all able to articulate what it is that they're learning and what it is that they can take forward um, and how can they put it on their resume and, and different things like that. So that has definitely been my favorite piece of this whole thing um, and just making sure that, you know, they're all prepared in the best way mm -hmm. possible and that we're supporting them in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have so many different favorite parts, one being the internship that Alexis mentioned and being able to, to hear from different minds and we all put our brains and ideas together and create. Um, one of my favorite parts of just the, the business altogether is just the, uh, just the process of creating, you know, creating different books, having different books, idea, ideas, going through that writing process, at least through the, the brainstorming. When you get to the business, business side, where you have to do the a lot of the promo and, and read outreach and get people on board that could be difficult and and uh, a bit hard but just the the raw creation of the ideas with it comes to the books and the workbooks and teacher books that we have down the line 
when you're brainstorming those ideas and you're just sitting with it and it's in its rawest form, I think that is just super exciting for me and seeing not creating nothing from something is just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And anything else that you would like to share uh, with the audience today, which I have yeah. not covered in my questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, with redefining normal, even though we talk about people who experience trauma, people may have gone through the system. Uh, this is a conversation that we all need to have. And like I said before, did, redefining normal is a conversation where if you're growing up in a two-parent household with biological parents, you may have an area of your life, of your culture, of your community that needs some redefining, needs some fine-tuning. So we want to continue this conversation on multiple different platforms and avenues. Like we said, with the Redefining Normal company, you can check out our website. And you can uh, listen to the podcast, roll some concrete to hear more in depth of these topics and conversations. We want to continue the conversation uh, in multiple different ways, even with the merchandise on our website. Uh, We want this word to get out, this idea to get out, this movement to get out to people, to redefine their normal, to understand what it means and understand that everybody has a normal to redefine, like I said, in one area or another. And Mm -hmm. we just super thankful for the love and support of everyone who purchased the book, who supported our story, but it's more important that you work on your story and change your story and go through your process of redefining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we are we're incredibly blessed to be able to do this full time. So if you, anybody that's listening is interested in our book or our story, you can find out more at re-definingnormal.com. And we'll also do speaking engagements full time as well. So mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to us and we can answer any questions or try to figure out any collaborations. Mm-hmm. And don't forget about our social media as well. Facebook is Redefining Normal Movement. We're on Instagram and TikTok too. We feel so old. <laughs> we got to catch up to the youngins. Mm-hmm on uh on tiktok but that is re.definingnormal and on instagram and tiktok so Mm -hmm. come and laugh with us learn and engage with us on both of those platforms so uh, i would end this conversation uh with a gift from our sites to you please send me cover book of your book redefining normal along with the buy link which we would post on our website on its sidebar so that people can buy it for four days Awesome. Thank you so much. Of course, that means a lot.